Before I became a Christian, I thought Christians were not free to have fun. After I became one, I've been having the fun of my life. Somehow, strangely, as a Christian, I have the freedom to have fun. And in today's book, the author brings out the funhouse mirrors so that we can poke fun and laugh at ourselves. Hi, my name is Terence and I'm your host for Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Today, I review The Retreat, a light-hearted and humorous story about a soul-searching pastor by Keys Postma. 197 pages. I don't know who published this book because that information is not listed in the Amazon page, but it was published in January this year. So it is a brand new book just released uh, last month. It's available in Amazon for $3.99. Now, I just want to make a mention here that normally I would have never uh, come to this book. I've never come across this book. First, I don't know the author. Second, I read far too many serious books. And third, I didn't even know that I needed to read this book until I've read it. I didn't know that I needed to read a light-hearted and humorous story about a soul-searching pastor. Now, that goes to show that uh, all thanks goes to Tim Chalice and his blog. Uh, Tim Chalice has this monthly New and Notable Christian Books uh, article where he lists around 8, 10 newly published books. I always look forward to his list uh, for the uh, unexpected gems. And that's where I got today's book. So if you are a reader, you love books, you should go to chalice.com. That's C-H-A-L-L-I-E-S.com. And you will see his uh, book reviews and also interesting articles. And um, he curates uh, many, many uh, resources, which I also benefit from all these years. Going back to the book, according to the author information in Goodreads, I quote, Keys Postma, born 1982, is a pastor and church planter. He and his wife and four kids live in a rural northern part of Holland called Friesland, where he pastors a Baptist church. Next to that, he works for European Christian Mission, helping churches plant new churches. His favorite movie of all time is Dumb and Dumber, and he loves the harmonies of the Everly Brothers, the thought-provoking lyrics of Andrew Peterson, and the fact that he is and always will be a sinner saved by grace. End quote. This is a light-hearted book, so I will take a light-hearted approach for this review. This is also a spoiler-free review. I can tell you that this is a hero's journey where the hero is a pastor. I quote, My fall took place in slow motion, away from the sight of others. No adulterous relationship with a church member or a financial scandal. No public outburst of anger or straying from sound theology. No, knowledge about God replaced knowing God. Academically intellectual Christianity replaced my times of prayer and my long walks in the Dutch forest interacting with the Most High. The ministry became a burden, people became a burden, and the cracks grew bigger and bigger. End quote. Pastor Case Parker needs help. And where do pastors go when they need help? They go to a pastor's retreat, of course. 
<laughs> and the book follows Pastor Case Parker and his motley crew of fellow pastors as they travel from Holland to Ireland to find something, to find someone, to find a solution to help them in their hour of pastoral desperation. We sometimes wonder, as a reader, whether the author is revealing far more than he intended. I remind you that the author of this book is himself a pastor, and he reveals the sub subculture of the pastoral ministry, the secrets of uh, what they think, what they do, and how they behave. The closest pop culture reference I can think of is uh, for this book is the Big Bang Theory. So this is like the Big Bang Theory for pastors, for clergy. It's full of insider humor. In the Big Bang Theory, we have jokes about science, science fiction, gaming, comics, and all things in geekdom. And those who know those references, those who get the joke, they all laugh together. In the retreat by Keith Posma, in this book, we have jokes about denominations, hermeneutics, rituals, and all things in Christendom. And again, similarly, we we get the jokes. We we recognize what they all mean. We know the words. We know the, the rituals. And so we laugh alongside. We are part of the in crowd in this book. Now, listen to this. Um, pastor Case and his fellow pastors are on the plane, heading to their destination. Let me quote. In row 14, two of my Dutch Reformed brothers have started an exegetical and hermeneutical debate on the application of Psalm 121. Let me ask you this, Brother Vincent. Do you think we can still wholeheartedly pray Psalm 121, traveling at 30,000 feet? After all, we are not lifting our eyes to the mountain, but we are looking down on them. End quote. <laughs> That may be too much theological geekery for you. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> now, um, maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe someone who is not a Christian, someone who is not into this type of uh, this uh, subculture of uh, exegetical, uh, hermeneutics, uh, Psalm 121. I mean, if you know all those things, um, you can kind of get the joke about a plane flying high. I'm not going to explain the joke. But basically, it is... Um, it, uh, it's the, this type of jokes are, are rare in books, I think. So I thought it was very funny. Um, you have sometimes uh, slapstick humor, always insider humor. And that is what uh, Big Bang Theory and this book have in common. Now, if that's what they have in common, then satire is where they differ. This book is very much in the satire genre. Um, I have this quote about satire from G.K. Chesterton. Uh, let me quote, A man is angry at a libel because it is false, but at a satire because it is true. End quote. And as we read this book, we will laugh. Maybe maybe not laugh out loud, I don't know about that, but we will smile knowingly whenever Postma uh, winks at us. We, we get joke. It's nice to be in on the joke. And um, it is often satire. Pastor Case observes and records his thoughts, and it's funny because it's true. Um, and uh, it can be uncomfortable as we see how Pastor Case uh, squirms as he justifies uh, certain actions. He wants to see himself as a good person. And um, 
we see the flaws and uh, of his fellow pastors and the people around them, and it is uh, cutting edge humor, cutting edge, cutting to the heart because it is uncomfortably absurdly true. So in that sense, there are moments in the book where you wonder, mm, what do I think about this? Why am I laughing? Am I supposed to agree because I don't know what to think? And that, I think, is where humor is at its best. It causes you to second guess and uh, your realities, your, your thinking processes and your conclusions in life, your realities. Yeah? So I think that's what makes this book really fun. And I'll give you another example soon. Um, there is one feature of the book which I really enjoy is the and it is a feature and that is the untrustworthy narrator okay the narrator pastor case is sincerely reflecting on his past he is honestly recording his observations but he is also obviously trying to justify himself to himself he often uses the measure of the world uh, not the bible to interpret the world so we are, when we read this book, we are reading the inner thoughts of a man who is simultaneously saint and sinner. For example, for example, in that plane I told you about, uh, Pastor Case uh, is sitting in his seat and, uh, and he is uh, reading the reviews on the retreat that he is going to. And as he reads the reviews, he makes this comment about the pastor in charge of the retreat, uh, Pastor Cornelius. So let me quote. Funnily enough, I can't find anything about Cornelius online. Google, Instagram, YouTube, even the more debatable online platforms. None of them have any of these modern monks, sermons or seminars. Not even a biography of some sort. This makes me question if he is as good as other shepherds say he is. If you're going places as a spiritual giant, you should invest in online visibility, shouldn't you? Otherwise, you will never go global. What's the point of preaching if others can't praise you for it? End quote. <laughs> What's the point of preaching if others can't praise you for it? So that's where we can cue the laugh track and also cue the cringe. Um, people do think like that, even though we know that we shouldn't. And it's absurd that we should even think this way, that we should think that if a person is effective, he should have an online presence, isn't it? But um, so anyways, we laugh when our thoughts are outed in this book, all right? So it's being brought out for all of us to, to see. Pastor Case's companions, okay, the hero of this book, the, his companions are an unpredictable bunch. I don't want to say too much because this is a spoiler-free review. So I'm not even going to introduce his friends. But uh, I would like to mention that, that uh, Postma, the author of this book, his all-time favorite movie is Dumb and Dumber. You, do you know that book? Well, it, uh, sorry, that movie? Um, it, it's basically like the, the way the title goes, Dumb and Dumber. And there are certainly scenes in this Christian book that are written uh, by this pastor and church planter uh, that would fit in that movie. Dumb and Dumber. You just cannot believe what they do, think, and say. <laughs> so that's uh, something for you to look forward to, I guess. Um, uh, it's uh, in a very exaggerated style and uh, very satirical. Now, I'm going to read to you another paragraph. 
Okay, just again, just to give you a hint, uh, an idea of uh, the style of the writing. Okay, there's a punchline at the end of the paragraph. Uh, I won't give you the context. Uh, you have to, if you wish, puzzle the context out, or better yet, read the book for yourself. I'm quoting this because I like how the paragraph ends. I like the zinger at the end, and um, this is a it's a nice one. I, I think. I quote: Although my co-workers knew about my acrophobia. Fear of heights and bathophobia, fear of depths. They had decided to save the best for last. The only alternative was to turn around and suffer in silence, walking all the way back. But since I suffer from monophobia, fear of being alone, as well, you will never see me at prayer meetings in church for that reason. I decided that that wasn't a viable option. End quote. Um. I guess I'm not sure whether you're laughing alongside with me. Maybe you have to read the whole thing, then don't need to get the joke, or or, or see how it climaxes into that punchline. But I, there are many times in this book where he goes, the author goes into an unexpected direction. So maybe it's because he's Dutch and it's uh, this is a translated uh, book. So so it's it's. How do I say this? It's maybe it's a foreign way of thinking, so that there is unexpected uh, sequences or progression that I am not familiar with. So that that gives it its um, its novelty, I would say. So I don't expect it suddenly to to go to to uh, that uh, direction. So the jokes are somehow like thrown like an aside, and it throws us off guard. He confronts us as a Christian. Uh, he confront, uh, for example, the one I just read. He confronts us. Okay, he tells us that he, it's implied that we are Christians who take pride in our immediate access to God through prayer. Isn't that you can pray to God anywhere, anytime, and it's something that is joyous. Uh, we are also Christians who celebrate the formation of the church. We say we assemble, we rejoice, we worship together, and so on. The togetherness, the togetherness that is so important to the Christian faith, and yet at the same time, uh, he then makes this point that. Uh, Prayer meetings are a scary place for the monophobic, for those who have the fear of being alone. <laughs> when the book ends, I wish it didn't because I wanted to read more and I wish there was a series of books that I could pick up the next book in the, in the series. I wanted more of Pastor Case. I wanted to know, to know more about his best friends. What did he say to his wife when he got back? How did his church in Netherlands, in Holland, welcome him from his retreat? And did he ever own up to Father Henry on what happened that night? Haha! And that is, uh, that is one of those things that he tried to uh, justify himself about uh, in the book. And that was a very cringeworthy uh, part of the book as well. Now, thank goodness, in the epilogue, uh, Postma tells us that there will be a sequel. And the title of that book, the sequel, is The Heaven and Earth Conference, The Wondrous Diary of an Ordinary Pastor. I don't know when it will come out, but I will definitely get it when it's out. I think, I hope that this is the beginning of a series. I want to, to read more of the adventures of Pastor Case um, Packer. There's a Packer. There are lots of material in Christendom to mine, and uh, there are many awkward truths for us to laugh at ourselves. And just for fun, I was thinking about some ideas for future books. We already have book one, The Retreat, 
and we can soon expect book two, the Heaven and Earth Conference. So I was thinking that maybe book three, four, five could maybe be about, could be titled The Church Family Camp and uh, The Vacation Bible School and uh, The Christmas Concert. <laughs> uh, many long-time Christians, I hope, can imagine the possibilities for humor and tragedy in those titles. And if the dysfunctional get-togethers of the church have uh, somehow um, lost their charm, it becomes too predictable, Key's Postma can also try dark humor, or perhaps more accurately, some level of morbid humor, in like, for example, a title, uh, The Funeral. Okay, so that would be a surprise. I mean, you're reading very the, the covers of these books are very cheery, very bright colored. Um, you, you know that you're looking for something that is bright. Okay, so who knows? Maybe at some point in the series, you're going to have the funeral. Or let's say something worse than a funeral. What could be worse than a funeral? The split, the church split. <laughs> and I was thinking it'd be quite interesting to see how Keith Postma would uh, write a book, How would a, what would be a satirical uh, take on the church split? And I wonder whether our hearts could take it. Now, Keys Postma, if you are listening to or reading this review, I hope that you continue to write a whole series and show us how our conflicts, the church conflicts, are sometimes, maybe all the time, uh, is simply absurd. And... Uh, I encourage you to continue writing because uh, you make us laugh so that we do not cry. <laughs> In the epilogue, Postma comments on the source material for this book. He writes, I quote, I would love to say that every similarity between you, your church, and your shepherd is based on mere coincidence, but maybe you have recognized a little bit more than you hoped while reading this book. Maybe you don't have the gift of exaggeration that I have myself. Maybe you can't appreciate, appreciate the satire, but I hope you will be able to read between the lines to discover a nugget of truth here and there, end quote. And I believe uh, that he has managed to achieve that, at least for me as the reader, that I have discovered uh, many nuggets of truth here and there. And that's why I think you should read this book. Sure, it's entertaining, it's lighthearted, but uh, more important than that, um, and uh, this is true for all great fiction, fiction especially uh, ones written by Christian authors, uh, this book is uh, soul-enriching. It tells you something about yourself, tells you something about God, tells you something about the world that uh, is uh, conveyed in a fictional manner, story manner, that helps you see reality in a new light. And as I was preparing this review, writing it out, I, I had a thought. When John Bunyan... Uh, when he wrote uh, Pilgrim's Progress, um, it's obvious that the reader is in that journey. Okay, The reader is taking the place of Christian. The name of the hero is Christian. Hey, that's me. That's you. And uh, that we uh, join Christian in his journey because we are all pilgrims and we see the characters that he faces on his journey. And I was thinking that maybe there is some resemblance with what Keys Postma writes in the retreat, that um, maybe the reader is also in need of a retreat. Maybe the reader is also soul-searching alongside the hero, the pastor of this journey. And 
I think that if you are a pastor who who needs a bit of a satirical look at uh, your own life, <laughs> and uh, you can you you need a good laugh instead of a good cry, then uh, this book could be something for you, and helps us to not take ourselves too seriously. We take God seriously. We take uh, our belief and our conviction seriously. But maybe once in a while, just once in a while, it's good for all of us to just laugh at ourselves. This is a Reading and Readers review of The Retreat, a lighthearted and humorous story about a soul-searching pastor by Keys Postma. 197 pages, available in Amazon Kindle for $3.99. Once again, special thanks to Tim Chalice for bringing this book to everyone's attention. You can and should read, uh, visit his website at chalice.com. That's C-H-A-L-L-I-E-S.com. And you can see lots of uh, great material in his website. The next book I plan to review is the Faith Life free book of January. Okay, it's the free book for January. And the title is The Sacred Us, A Call to Radical Christian Community by Justin Kendrick. I've just finished it and you can listen to my thoughts on the book soon. You can get this book for free. Once again, it's for free from faithlife.com. And there is another website uh, I always mention. It's Logos, which has their own uh, free books every month. And the February free book is the Broadman Bible Commentary on Matthew and Mark. Um, it just so happens, providentially, that my church is going through an exposition series on Mark. So I told my pastor about the free commentary. So if you, so I ask that you do the same. So it's, uh, I don't know how good it is. I'm not reviewing that commentary, but uh, hey, free. So just get it and ask your pastors to get it as well. Now, I didn't, uh, sorry, I don't plan to review the Broadman Bible Commentary, but there was a book that, uh, in the Logos list. Um, in case you don't know, there is a list of discounted books alongside the free book of the month. So in that list of 10 to 12 discounted books, I bought one book uh, titled Puzzling Passages in Paul, 40 Conundrums Calmly Considered by Anthony uh, Tisselton. And uh, looking at my schedule, I don't know whether I'll get to review this book, but I can say um, that um, uh, this looks like an interesting book to read. Okay, so uh, 40 Conundrums Calmly Considered uh, Puzzling Passages in Paul uh, by a very famous scholar, Anthony T. Sultan. So anyway, I'm just putting it here so that you know there are good resources and good discounts out there. And uh, if you like that, you like good deals, you like to know my thoughts on those uh, books, Subscribe to Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.